this little earpiece is what I use. Yeah, I had the other one, but it hurts my ears. And, uh, you know, well, you're doing this all day, too, right? With the yeah, uh, with right, the work, right. you know, yeah, eight hours a day. So but you, but the sound quality is good. Yeah, sounds great. I don't hear any echo. I don't sounds really good to me. Perfect. The city of New York, Boricua from the Bronx. If you would, please, you know, introduce yourself. Tell us uh, who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. Yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm Dr. Jordan Stern. Uh, I am an ear, nose, and throat specialist, and um, I founded a company called Blue Sleep. And Blue Sleep uh, is now doing diagnosis and treatment of sleep apnea and snoring by telemedicine. We've been doing telemedicine for a very long time, um, way before COVID, uh, but it sure came in handy during COVID. And for the past 10 months, uh, we've been seeing more and more and more patients with sleep problems. Uh, and they've been able to uh, reach out to one of our sleep specialists, usually within four to five hours online. And um, we've been treating everything from insomnia to sleep apnea, uh, to other types of uh, more unusual sleep disorders. And um, we've been able to do the testing by shipping small sensors to people at home, which they keep, and we've been able to get their data through their uh, phone. So it's, it's become a very, very easy way to get diagnosed and treated for, right <laughs> for sleep apnea and snoring. And, and here is the sensor. Uh, yep. It's tiny little it's device. Small. You got it, right? I will attest that the difference between this and the way I did it the first time was night and day. Also, I should note that I was able to complete the entire process with you guys of uh, seeing the first appointment, getting the sleep test, um, getting the prescription within about three to four days when the doctor that I was going to see initially hadn't even seen me on the first initial consultation, he won't be able to see me for at least two weeks yeah. just to talk to me. So yeah. it should be noted how, how much faster this was doing it through blue sleep. It's yeah. clearly something you know, that I, I'm glad that you were able to experience it. And I'm glad that you had a, a great experience. You know, I mean, medicine is changing and, you know, we have this great medical technology in all specialties, you know, before I, before I did, um, sleep uh, as a specialty. I was a, I was a cancer surgeon and my specialty was throat cancer surgery. I did that for about 20 years. Um, and you know why I changed to treating sleep disorders because more people die from sleep apnea than from throat cancer. Um, wow, really? Very, very, very common disorder. And because of what you just described that it's so difficult to get an appointment and it's so difficult to get a sleep test and it's so difficult to get the treatment, most people abandon the mm -hmm. journey to get treat, treated for, for sleep. And without sleep, we can't function. I mean, without sleep, we can't think, you know, we can't focus. Uh, without sleep, our blood pressure starts rising. Without sleep, we get all sorts of, of medical problems that, you know, the primary care doctors try to treat, like, like weight gain, like diabetes, you know, uh, like, um, like erectile dysfunction and, and all these things that the, everybody's trying to treat with, with drugs. But the first thing we need to address is getting good sleep. And, and speaking to, you know, my staff, for example, who are professionals, 
who make it easy to have that conversation. You know, as I said, as you know, within a couple of days, you can be diagnosed and treated. Um, and, um, you know, we're a New York City based company, but we have medical licenses in other states and people reach out to us. But, you know, we need more people to know about us. So, you know, I'm glad that I have the opportunity to chat with you and, and, and you know, let your listeners find out about what we do. Um, you know, and perhaps you have questions for me that, you know, I think are obvious because I'm the specialist. I've been doing this for a long time. But, you know, feel free to ask me questions that, you know, certainly uh, might benefit your, your listeners because I, I know that lots of people have, um, you know, lots of questions about even what is sleep apnea and how do you treat right. it? And does everybody need the mask? Because people don't want the mask. Um, you know, other, que other questions I get is, you know, does the home sleep test work? Is it as good as going into a hospital? It's better, <laughs> wow. you know? So, so, so lots of these questions. I know, you know, we, we have a limited amount of time. So maybe, you know, uh, let me know what you think were the, the, the most important things that I can share with your audience. Yeah, well, so I think one of the problems, and this is definitely the case for me with sleep apnea is that there's not an immediate uh, noticeable threat in the sense that if I don't look when I cross the street, I am going to immediately know that I messed up when that bus smacks me dead in the, the, you know, so with sleep apnea, as you know, since my machine broke, I've not been using the machine um, for um, a couple days now as I am working to get the replacement, but I feel fine. So every other person, is going to think they feel fine other than snoring, right? Which means I have to now sleep on the sofa. Um, uh, other than that, I don't know that anything is wrong. So what happens to people when they have this? They, you know, you can uh, speak on that. And using yeah. even me, which you said was mild, what happens to yeah. someone like me? Yeah, you know, and, and that's, a, that's a great point. And, you know, when I said that before I was a cancer surgeon and now I'm treating sleep, when you have cancer, it's an emergency. You got to be treated. And, and, and there's no question about it. It's not, hey, I'll do it in a couple of years. So let me give you a pretty scary statistic about sleep apnea, that for people that have severe sleep apnea, um, the survival rate of that disease is really 15 years, in 15 years, half of the people die from the complications of sleep apnea, right? So it doesn't happen like you got hit by the bus when you're crossing the street. But over a 15 year period, half of the people will die from the complications of, of sleep apnea that is untreated. And if those people are treated, you know, the, the, the death rate is like one or 2% goes back to normal. So, you know, there's, there's other disorders that happen and people can die of, but, but 50% in 15 years, you know, that's really, really serious. And, you know, every once in a while we hear of, you know, famous football players that die at, you know, 45 and go, well, why? Well, that's because they had sleep apnea probably since they were 20, 25 or 30 and they were untreated. So I can tell you this, that, you know, many people may say, well, what is sleep apnea? I don't know. And I'll tell you, sleep apnea is when you stop breathing when you're asleep. What is the most common sign of sleep apnea? You mentioned it. It's snoring. And it's snoring that is so bad that you get kicked out of the bedroom. If your <laughs> snoring is so bad that you get kicked out of the bedroom, I will bet anything that I have that you have sleep apnea and you need to be treated. Okay. So that's pretty, you know, that's pretty clear. And, um, you know, I think that most people 
who have the snoring and get get kicked out of the bedroom and don't do anything about it is in part because they're afraid of what needs to be done. And they've had bad experience with, you know, calling the doctor's office and can't get an appointment. I'm a doctor and I got the same problem. I call my doctor's office, I can't make an appointment. You know, so we, mm-hmm. we've made that a lot easier. But uh, but people need need to know that you know, don't worry because you can be diagnosed by receiving a UPS envelope with a little sensor that we'll send to your home, which is covered by medical insurance and, and doesn't at all cost a fortune. And that in terms of treatments, you know, a lot of people are, are also scared of the treatment and that's why they don't want to deal with it, you know? And- what is annoying that the mask, but you adapt, you get used to it. Like I, I actually kind of gotten comfortable with it but at first I used to feel claustrophobic like I'd feel like oddly like I was trapped and suffocating it's weird you know but that was in the very beginning you know and now I've got I've gotten comfortable with what I kind of like to wear it when I sleep so but I never you know I never noticed sorry to cut you off I, I never noticed an immediate change other than the uh the snoring right um that but it's one of those things that, you know, if you drink a cup of coffee or you take a fat burner pill or something, you're going to immediately be like, Woo! you notice it right away. Yeah. But with this, it's like you said, it's a slow thing to kill you. And it's also just staying alive. Yeah. You're thinking, so what is it that happens? Well, you're not dead. <laughs> well, it's more than that. So uh, I'll tell you that in, in the, the fact that you didn't notice an improvement right away, that's you're, you're in the minority. Because, you know, I've treated 10,000 patients with sleep apnea and whether I treat them with surgery or with a, with a mouth guard that they can put in at night that helps their breathing and stops their snoring or the CPAP. A lot of the people tell me after the first night, mm. I felt like I came out of a fog that I'd been in for 20 years. And, and that's not for everybody. And it wasn't for you, but for a lot of people. So for the majority of the people, they actually notice that from one night, the first night of treatment. Um, CPAP takes a little bit longer because as you mentioned, you have to kind of adapt to the treatment. You have to get used to the treatment, Uh, but some of the other treatments happen, um, the improvement is seen much more quickly. So for example, I can't remember whether we talked about the mouth guards with you or not, or- We did, we did. did, Right, so the mouth guards sometimes have a more immediate uh, effect and and, and people notice it because, there, there's not really much you need to learn. I mean, we make sure it fits in your mouth. You put it in your mouth, you go to sleep and you wake up and you go, wow, I, I didn't wake up three times last night. And hmm, I feel like I got more energy and uh, I didn't get nudged or I didn't get kicked out of the bed because I wasn't <laughs> snoring. So, so a lot of people do actually notice improvement um, right away. But, you know, as I said, the, the kind of the, the fear of the unknown is uh, or the fear of the known, because a lot of people see the CPAP and they say, I don't want, I just don't want to do it no matter what, right? And so at Blue Sleep, we provide the, uh, the medical mouth guards as well, covered by insurance, which is very rare because most sleep centers don't, pro- they simply don't provide the treatment because they have no experience doing it, you know? What do you think about, like, uh, so for instance, I use a full face mask because I, can't really breathe through my nose. It's always, <laughs> it's always like that. Whether I have a cold or not, it's stuffed. Yeah. Um, so if I put the, uh, the, 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 the nose one, I, I, it, it just doesn't work for me. It causes me discomfort. Um, 
it and somebody suggested and you can correct me uh removing adenoids i don't know if that makes any sense and they said opening up space in my nose but i wonder if that's worth the hassle or just using a full face right um, so that's a that's a very good question and there's a very clear answer to that um you know, I did mention that I was a, a, a cancer surgeon, but the cancer surgery is actually a subspecialty of your nose and throat surgery. So I've done lots and lots and lots of nose surgery for people who couldn't breathe. And while the nose surgery can help you breathe better through the nose, um, that is a solution down the road that I recommend if people have tried a full face mask. If you can't breathe through your nose and your sleep doctor gave you a CPAP, that only covers your nose, that's obviously not gonna work. You don't need to be a doctor to figure that out. But unfortunately, <laughs> I've seen lots of patients who were given a CPAP with the wrong mask. And, and, and the answer is simply, hey, change the mask and get a mask that fits over the nose and mouth. Now, why does it have to fit over the nose and mouth? Because if you just have a mask that fits just over the mouth, the air is gonna blow in the mouth and it's gonna come out of the nose. Even if your nose is congested, it will leak out of the nose, right? So if you're using the mask to breathe uh, through the mouth, you need it to cover uh, you know, the mouth and it's gonna cover at least part of the nose. So that answer is pretty clear. You know, don't go for surgery. You know, that's a last mm -hmm. resort. Um, and uh, the first thing is you know, the mask. Now, if you, there are some people that say, I just, I feel claustrophobic. I really can't breathe with a, a big mask over my face. So, um, you know, I do want to have my, my nose fixed. It's something to consider, uh, but that's something to consider after COVID for, first of all, because uh, people shouldn't be having elective surgery right now um, until you're, va you know, everybody's vaccinated and all that kind of stuff, but it's a good question. All right. Um, there was something else I wanted. I just, okay. So, okay. It came back to me. Um, even after all these years of using it, I personally, again, you say I'm in the minority, so I, I, I don't know how everybody else is, but I've never felt any difference. I wear it because I am aware of, of the dangers, you know, do, do you think maybe something else is off or, yes. um, yeah. So, so that's, that's a good question. I'll tell you the statistics are the following 30%. So I tell you, the majority of people feel better and it's about 70%, but 30% of people on CPAP do not mm -hmm. feel better and they still feel sleepy. Uh. Now, if they don't get the proper follow-up, CPAP is, is not always prescribed by sleep specialists. Often it's prescribed by a primary care doctor and they're very busy and they don't really have the specialty and understanding about all the things that go on in sleep. But 30% of people continue to have what's called excessive daytime sleepiness. They still feel sleepy during the day. And for those people, there are additional treatments that are useful, sometimes medication to help them focus during the day. And I'm not talking about amphetamines, which you know have lots of side effects, but other types of medications that help you focus without the side effects, all right? Um, so the other issue is that, you know, even if you're using a CPAP and your sleep apnea is controlled, but you don't sleep enough hours, you're still gonna mm -hmm. have a problem. You know, so the ideal number of hours um, to really uh, allow you to function properly dur during the day is at least seven and a half to eight hours. 
And, you know, a lot of people don't prioritize sleep, right? They don't really even right. give themselves enough time to get the seven and a half or eight hours. So, you know, those are the first thing I tell people to do, you know, kind of change your schedule a little bit and, and realize sleep is really important with good sleep. You know, you have more chance of controlling medical conditions like blood pressure, like diabetes. Let me tell you something else about good sleep and, and controlling sleep apnea. It's easier to lose weight. It's easier to lose weight if you sleep more hours and if you control your sleep apnea. And conversely, if you have sleep apnea that is not treated, it's gonna be very, very difficult for you to lose weight and you'll probably gain weight because people with sleep apnea that's untreated have all sorts of changes that occur in their body. Metabolic changes, changes with insulin, changes with appetite. There are interesting studies that have looked at patients who have untreated sleep apnea and um, they found that they crave carbohydrates and sweets and, and foods that are good for survival because you're basically drowning at night, right? You're not breathing. So during the day you're trying to survive you're making the wrong decisions about, you know, foods. And of course, if you haven't slept well, you don't even have the energy to exercise. You know, that, so that's something else that's just completely off the radar screen of, of most people and, and, and many doctors who don't realize that if you don't treat sleep apnea, you're not gonna control appetite. You're not gonna control weight. You're not gonna control blood pressure. You're not gonna control diabetes, you know? And, and people are gonna feel terrible. People with untreated sleep apnea, often have mood disorders, which means they have anxiety, they have depression. And the answer is not to give them pills. The answer is to get them sleeping, to diagnose their sleep apnea. And, and you know, that for, as I said, for 70% of patients, you know, they, they notice an amazing change in how they feel. And, and for those that don't, you know, you and I are going to continue to work to, to get you to, to that level where you're going to have energy and, and you're going to feel better in, in all ways. Well, that's great. I look forward to that. You know, I, I generally feel okay. I just never noticed that night and day difference that I was told I'd see, you know, um, it was just that. Um, but I, even with that, I always continue to use it. Right. Um, today I'm going to call my, uh, healthcare provider, um, not the healthcare, the, the insurance people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To, to figure out what, what, what um what to do you know i couldn't get hold of anybody over the weekend because yeah. of the yeah. yeah and if we haven't put you on the schedule to discuss the oral appliance as an alternative uh we'll do that um you know a lot of the the thing about the difference between a cpap and a mouth guard is that um people who have cpap tend to use it not all night for for many reasons uh, whereas people who have a mouth guard for sleep apnea, they put it in at night, they take it out in the morning. So they get more hours protected from sleep apnea with the mouth guard. And the mouth guard works very, very well, especially for people that don't have what I call extremely severe sleep apnea. And for your listeners who, 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 who know the details about sleep apnea scores, the severity of sleep apnea is determined by a score called the AHI, which is the apnea hypopnea index. And what that is, is the number of times you stop breathing per hour, plus the number of times that your breathing slows down and your oxygen drops. And if that number is below 50 uh, an hour, which is a lot, the oral appliances work very, very well. And we've had patients who've had success even with uh, much higher scores who just couldn't tolerate CPAP. They just couldn't use it. And they said, I need something else. Uh, and they did very well with the mouth guards. Again, life-changing 
um, experience with, with controlling the sleep apnea for 70% of patients, it's not 100%, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the others, we've got work to do and, and we will, and, and we will get you feeling a lot better. Uh, the, the oral appliance is interesting because, I mean, it's, it's an option too, to try something. And in my case right now, because I'm going through Invisalign treatment, I have to wait some time. And then I'm, I'm, I'm a little reluctant uh, because I'm supposed to wear the uh, retainers at night. So yeah. that, that's something I'd have to figure out because then I'd be basically wearing them during the day, right. which means it's like a perpetual uh, Invisalign treatment, you know, yeah, <laughs> which I'm right. a little. You're right. You know. We had that discussion and, and, uh, and that, that's a good point because more and more people are doing Invisalign these days. Um, and it is convenient to wear the retainers at night because you're asleep. Um, mm. But um, with our dentists, uh, we've had these discussions and they say, as long as you wear the retainers at some point during the week and during the day, you're okay. Uh, you, you, you don't have to necessarily wear it all night, every night to maintain the position of your teeth. But gotcha. the other thing I like to tell people is that it's nice to have straight teeth, but you gotta be alive. Right, <laughs> not alive. Have straight teeth doesn't really matter. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah, dun, dun. Morbid, but true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I always joked about that uh, when I did like really extreme dieting and stuff. And back when I was younger, you know, I was really hardcore. And, and mind you, um, even when I had a six pack, um, I snored like a truck. Um. People that are that are overweight uh, sometimes have their weight in in different uh, parts of their body, and men and women carry their weight in in different. When they gain weight, they gain it in different uh, different places. And if you gain weight and your neck gets bigger, and in fact, if your neck size is above you know about eighteen and a half inches, and and whether that's because of weight gain or whether that's because of muscle gain. So mm. if you work out and really you're a bodybuilder and your neck size is eighteen and a half or nineteen inches you have sleep apnea, even though you're technically in great shape, right? It's like the football players that, you know, have 21 inch necks, they all have sleep apnea. And, you know, and that, that, and by definition, that's not good. And you're not, you're not in good shape. Now, at the same time, there are very skinny people who have sleep apnea. And that's because kind of what you were alluding to, the shape of the, the jaw, the shape of um, the deeper part of the throat, whether or not they're breathing through the nose or the mouth, but some people just have a very narrow mouth and throat. They're not overweight and those people will have sleep apnea. And, you know, Angel, uh, I can tell you that about 4% of children have sleep apnea and it's primarily because they have very big tonsils, right? Mm. So the big tonsils, you would mention adenoids. Adenoids are like tonsils, but they're in the back of the nose. And if you have very big adenoids and if you have very big tonsils, you're going to snore because that is taking up space in your throat and there's just not enough room for the air to go through. So everything's moving around at night and, you know, you're having snoring and you're going to have some sleep apnea. Most adults have, uh, don't no longer have their adenoids because they've shrunk, but some adults do have big tonsils. And in some cases, you know, um, telemedicine doesn't always show me so well what's going on in, 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 in the mouth and throat, but usually I can see whether or not people have very big tonsils. And if people are very skinny and their tongue is not too big and they have very big tonsils, removing the tonsils can be a cure for 
those patients. Oh, wow. When I was a kid, they wanted to remove my tonsils. I used to get a lot of throat infections. And to this day, those things are like, <laughs> you know, they are humongous back then. I could yeah. feel them like they're, well, you know. Well, you're going to, that. yeah, that, you know, you should come in person. I see patients in person once, once a week just for that uh, to do uh, what I call a, a, a nasal endoscopy. I actually have uh, disposable nasal, nasal scopes that I can like little fiber that goes in through the nose so I can see what's going on. And, you know, in some cases I can make the determination that in your case, if your tonsils were removed, I would estimate you have a 95% chance of being cured. So, uh, we will wow. meet a person so that we can, we can, we can see that. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. That see, that's, that's a discomfort that I'd, I'd bear. In, in you know if it would address that you know because i know i remember when i was younger but it wasn't because of snoring it was because i always had throat infections yeah. they said those things got to come out but at that time i was still very young yeah. so they said when you turn i think they said 13 14 a little bit older they're like they got to go out and of course i ducked that <laughs> yeah i mean nobody really wants that and you know it's painful but um it, it's definitely worth worth a look because you know, if removing the tonsils um, really gives you a high chance of being cured of sleep apnea, it's nice not to have to use either CPAP or mouth guard. You know, the number of patients who benefit from that in the general population of sleep apnea patients is less than 1%. So it's very rare. Oh, okay. But, but mm -hmm. you may be one of them, you know, so we'll, we'll have to check that out. Right, right. Now, in, in addition to sleep apnea, what, 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 are, like, like what, what helps with insomnia? People who have so you know there are different kinds of insomnia there there are insomnia um that are related to medical conditions there's insomnia especially in women that's related to menopause um and then there's sleep onset insomnia so people that just can't fall asleep right and oh. then there's people that fall asleep but then wake up um so for people that just can't fall asleep it's frequently related to bad behavior and bad uh, or, or bad habits, I would say, you know, uh, spending too much time with activities close to bedtime that really are waking you up. And the, the most common one is staring at the blue screen on your phone, because, mm. you know, that will tell your brain, it's not time to go to sleep yet. You know, it thinks that blue light is the blue light from the sky and it's keeping you awake. Uh, oh. Literally, you know, it does that because uh, the brain produces the hormone melatonin, which we've all heard of, and melatonin makes us sleep. The one thing that stops the production of melatonin in the brain is blue light. So wow. it turns out that the blue light of the screens is very similar to the blue light of the sky. And that has caused something interesting that about a hundred years ago, we used to sleep uh, about nine to nine and a half hours population. Now, a hundred years later today, uh, the average uh, sleep time is closer to seven hours. Right. And things started getting bad from the time that Edison invented the light bulb and artificial light. But now with with the, the, the blue light from the phones, it's even worse. So what can be done? The first thing that can be done for insomnia is to evaluate your habits. You know, are you doing all, all the wrong things, you know, around bedtime? Um, you know, you have to kind of calm down, have a routine something that will take your mind off of all the hundreds of things that you've done 
you know, that day and something that will try to remove all of the stress from what's going to happen tomorrow. Now, sometimes people can do that with, uh, you know, good habits and, and uh, you know, reading a calming book at night. And that, that's the first thing to do. But sometimes mm -hmm. people need help and sometimes they need some medication, at least temporarily, to, to help them fall asleep. You know, then there's the people that wake up in the middle of the night. Um, and to, to be honest with you, most of the time that's actually not insomnia. Most of the time people are waking up because they stop breathing, which of course is sleep apnea. So a lot of the insomnia that people say they have is really not insomnia. It's really sleep apnea. Um, and listen, there's some people that, that have a lot of difficulty falling asleep and staying asleep. And um, that's when they really need to see sleep specialists. And, and we have things that we can do. Can we cure everybody? No. But, but we can help, you know, a lot of people. A lot of people also are taking, you know, over-the-counter medications that are the wrong medications, um, you know, especially the over-counter sleeping aids. A lot of people are taking melatonin, but they're taking doses that are much too high. You know, that's over-the-counter. And so, you know, um, frequently, you know, after one or two uh, visits with our sleep specialists who really are focused on that, and I have an associate who's focused on, on insomnia, you know, we can help a lot of those people. Right. Yeah, I tried melatonin in the past and uh, it did some weird stuff to me. It made me feel numb. It was very weird. Um, I have this other product now from uh, Charles Webb with CBD in it mm -hmm. that um, I don't take often. Every once in a while, if I want to make sure I knock out right away, I'll pop uh, two of those gummies with they have melatonin and CBD and I'm I'm gone for that night and I, I'm done. You know, but uh, I try not to, I don't want to create dependencies or anything. So right. I try and generally I'm tired when I go to sleep. You know, my problem is that I tend to stay up pretty late playing video games yeah. or, or watching Netflix or, and, and um, then that makes the day difficult because you got to get up at eight in the morning for work. You're going to sleep at three at night. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. Well, now, you, now I know why you don't feel good during the day. <laughs> All that problem. <laughs> Yeah. yeah 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 so I, I have to i know i have to work on that like i definitely you know um but this is a new development by the way this is only in the last few months you yeah. know that 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 i started doing that um yeah. because and, i'm home and, yeah you and a lot of people you know you and a lot of people because um you have to wake up at eight in the morning but a lot of people you know don't have to wake up to commute you know they're taking one or two hours off from the morning so They've they've shifted their their sleep cycle. Uh, they're going right. to bed one or two hours later, and they're waking up one or two hours later, and and that's okay. But some people still expect to fall asleep at 10 p.m. So they get in bed at 10, and they're not falling asleep till midnight. But that's because they're sleeping till you know like eight in the morning. So mm -hmm. um, they, they their 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 rhythm has has shifted, uh, and we've seen lots of people that have complained about that, and they and we tell them, well, you know, uh, if you can wake up at eight o'clock in the morning, you don't have to go to sleep until midnight. You know, um, so it's it's been it's been interesting. You know, COVID has definitely changed uh, people's behavior. Also, they're not going out as much during the day. They're not getting as much sunlight, and sunlight is very important to tell the brain it's daytime now. You got to wake up and, and feel good. If you don't do that, you know, your brain stills <laughs> not sure whether it's daytime or or nighttime, and 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 so that's that's really contributed to a lot of the sleep disorders that we've been seeing. People have contacted us about. Did you notice an uptick 
uh, like you mentioned during COVID, like all of a sudden a lot more. Yes, yes, there there were. So we noticed it in in terms of the people contacting us. We had about 17% more business last year. You know, most businesses went down like dramatically. We We had a lot more contacting us. And there were studies in, in the medical literature that were noticing that, yes, there were more, uh, more disorders, definitely, you know, um, you know, not being able to fall asleep and waking up is also related to anxiety. And obviously, look, these are very, you know, dramatic and scary times they continue to be and they, they, and they will be, you know, for another year or whatever. And, you know, the impact of COVID is, is, is just enormous uh, and, and, and it's, it's definitely impacted sleep and, and, and uh, for lots of patients. Well, man, it's definitely crazy times. Yeah. I'm 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 going to make some calls today and hopefully get this thing ordered. Um, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I really didn't get to do it over the weekend because everything is shut down yeah. and um, they were like, well, we're not going to even ship it until next week, dude. So if you have questions, then don't rush it. Just so I said, okay, you know what? I'll wait till today. I'll make some calls and, yeah. you know, just trying to figure out, you know, um, which machine to get. And yeah. it's all, you know, so if you have any questions yeah, definitely, you know, reach out to us, you know, how to contact us. We'll get back to everybody, you know, before the end of the day. Um, and, um, you know, there's these days, uh, you know, relatively good feedback from users on all the websites, but sometimes there's kind of medical questions that, you know, individual users haven't really grasped. And so we're, we're there to help on, on that, on that front. Yeah, I, I appreciate you taking the time to come and, and talk, talk with my listeners, talk with me, and uh, definitely appreciate your help with uh, getting this thing sorted out. Because, you know, like I said, today is uh, Tuesday, and I if I had not reached out to you guys, I wouldn't have even had my initial consultation yet. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's mind blowing, you know. They the you know the guys like, oh, this is super important. You have to do this. Well, why are you making me wait weeks and weeks to see me? You know, like, hey, but listen, Angel. You know what? Uh, at one point, we were uh, dealing with doctors in Maine, and there it was six months to a year to get into a sleep lab. Wow. <laughs> Can you wow. Um, wow. So yeah, it's it's crazy, and and uh, I'm glad you were smart enough to find us online. How did you find us? Um, actually through, I, I went to my, uh, my, uh, it's called my UHC, the website yeah. for uh, United healthcare yep. and you were listed there. Right. And, um, yep. yeah, that's because we participate with insurance, you know, we're in network, so there's no surprises. Actually, you know what, N- now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was through ZocDoc. Okay. That's actually, it. I think it was through ZocDoc. You know what? It was through ZocDoc because I remember, I looked through um, people that were listed under my insurance mm-hmm. and you were one of them and you had an appointment Monday. Now it's clear to me. I saw the Monday appointment and I didn't take it because I was trying to work through my, uh, you know, my original uh, sleep doctor. Yeah. And I couldn't, then when I actually got through to that guy, which took me many, many hours, um, they said I had to wait weeks and I said, you know what, screw this guy. And um, I went back and I had lost the Monday opportunity, but you had a Tuesday slot. Yeah, yeah. And I jumped on that one. So it was definitely through ZocDoc. Yeah. So through ZocDoc, which makes life super easy as it is, yeah. making appointments and stuff is where everything started. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and if people remember Blue Sleep, it's even easier because um, ZocDoc asks uh, 
the customers to put in information that ZocDoc needs, but it's not what the doctor needs. So now if you go to bluesleep.com, you get the idea right away. Um, you know, we get the, all the medical information we need. So that by the time you see the doctor, we, we have all the answers to the questions. We have a quick conversation and answer the questions, get people going, you know, really, really quick and easy. But oh, very cool. But it worked cool. out and, um, you know, um, we'll stay in touch, uh, very soon. We're going to follow up with you make sure you're, you're doing well and, and, uh, listen, do as best as we can to, to, to make you a Superman. <laughs> it's the best thing we can do, right? Our best effort is the best we can do. That's right. All right. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking right. the time. I appreciate it. All right, Angel. Stay well. All right. You too. All right. Thanks. All right.